And you know, it's one of those things that kind of takes place in the background, but it's pretty a pretty phenomenal thing that this church is able to be a part of, that every child in Hardin County who needs a winter coat gets a winter coat. Uh, and in great deal because of a lot of the generosity of the folks in this congregation. If you'd like to help with that, uh, you can give your donations to myself or to anybody on staff. You can give them to Janet Wagner uh, or any of, the, any of those ladies that, that, that help with that. Um, so that'll be coming up. Just I think the high on Thursday is 44 degrees. Uh, so we'll be needing some coats, and I'm sure those kids will too. You know, one of the things with, with the kids this morning, it, it, it was made me think right away uh, about a time that I was sitting in Bible class. And, you know, I've, I've taught Bible class pretty much on a regular basis for the last 15 years. And so uh, a, lot, a lot of times comments that are made and things that happen, they kind of all mush together. But, but there are a few moments and a few comments that people have made that have always stood out in my mind. And one of those comments was made about... Eight years ago, we were teaching a Bible class, and I was in Manchester, Tennessee, and I don't even remember what we were talking about, but Chris Little was, was the, this young, young lady's name, and she made a comment about children that's just stuck in my head. She said, I think that God gave us children so that we can understand Him. And when she said that, I thought, well, I never really thought about it like that. But ever since then, it's been on my mind on a fairly regular basis that so much of the relationship that we learn from our children, from our grandchildren, from, from these small children who may not be ours, but we claim them as our own, can teach us a lot about our relationship with God. Primarily because we are His children. We think about that relationship that a father has with, with their son. Well, whether you have a good relationship with your parents or a bad relationship with your parents, we are all the children of God. We are the creation of God. Paul said in Romans 8 and verse 16 that the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And before I am a son of John Hazel, I am a son of the Almighty Creator of the universe. I think that makes a difference. I think it makes a difference because I know how I feel about my children. And I know how my, how my children feel about me. That's the same relationship. That same relationship for we are His children and He is our Father. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 6, speaking of God, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. And over and over throughout the Scriptures, we're going to see this relationship of a father and their children. You know, one of the reasons that sometimes people struggle with God and who God is is because we have dysfunctional relationships in this world. And we look at our own earthly relationship with our earthly father, our earthly parents, and, and we project that upon God. And, and maybe, you've, maybe you've been in those shoes or, or certainly you've known someone in that situation. That's not what God intends. God's intent is for us to look at our relationship with Him and project that upon our earthly relationship. We have a heavenly Father. It's like we said this morning when we talked about having a God that loves us. If nobody else in the world cares a thing in the world about you, God still loves you. You may have the world's greatest dad. Father's Day may be an easy thing for you. 
It may not be. But you have a heavenly Father who loves you and who cares for you. God gave us children because it's symbolic of the, of the very same relationship that we have with Him. I think He gave us children to help us understand what His greatest desire is. So many times we, we wonder, what does God want? What is God's desire? We talked about that in Bible class about uh, uh, for a moment this morning about answering questions and trying to decide what, what path God wants for me. We, we do the same thing in our earthly relationships, don't we? So many, so many country songs, and, and I know it's dangerous when you get your theology from country music, and uh, I try not to do it too much, but, but I always find it telling that in almost every song that people sing about heaven, if it's a man singing that song, there's always something about seeing my father, seeing my grandfather, and, and, and knowing that I've made them proud, knowing that they can look at my life and be pleased. God gave us children so that we would understand what He wants in our lives. There may be a lot of things that happen in your lives. But what God wants, more than anything else in this world, He wants you to follow Him. He wants you to reciprocate that relationship. We spoke last Sunday morning about Jesus in that Passion Week in Matthew chapter 23. When He comes to the inhabitants of the city of Jerusalem, He comes to His children. He comes to those whom He has created. And what does He say? You who kill the prophets and stone those who are sent to her. How often, how often I wanted to gather your children together the way that a hen gathers her chicks, and you were unwilling. What's he saying? All I want, all I want is for you to have peace. All I want is for you to have confidence. All I want is for you to live as my children. That's what God wants. I think of the hopes and the dreams that I have for my children, and there are many. And I have more questions than I have expectations. But you know what I want for them? I want them to live their life and go to heaven. And if they do that, I'll be the happiest parent that there ever has been. That's what God wants. God gave us children, it could be, so that we could understand the pain of disobedience. You know, children don't have to be very old to be disobedient. We were talking in, in the interim about uh, dealing with small children, and Ryan was talking about, about Hank, who's, who's he's a little boy. But you know what? Sometimes he does some things that, that his daddy didn't teach him, his mama didn't teach him, Sometimes my children do things. I didn't teach them those, I didn't teach them those things. Why, why are they doing that? I don't want them to do that. I'm disappointed when they do that. And as a parent, every parent can relate to this. Even, even my parents, right? Robert, your mother can, can, can relate to this, right? It's, you throw marshmallows at her for it. But God feels the pain of disobedience. I think about Isaiah chapter 1. And it's a good, it's a good place to, to mark in your mind when people are struggling with the role that they have played as parents. You know, sometimes when, when children are disobedient and parents begin to beat up on themselves, even, even great parents and godly parents can still have, still have disobedient children. And sometimes people, they want to bear the entire load of that bulk. Don't, don't, don't let them do that. 
Because here Isaiah says, listen, the children of God, the children of God are disobedient. That's us. He's the Father. How many, how many mistakes has He made? How, how, how many times has our Heavenly Father said the wrong thing, said it in the wrong way, or said it at the wrong time? I mean, He never has. But yet we still disobey. Listen, O heavens, and hear, O earth, for the Lord speaks. Sons I have reared and brought up, but they have revolted against Me. See, that's God speaking about us, speaking about Israel. Does God feel that pain? Does God feel that pain? We sang the song, it would have been a good song to sing this afternoon if I'd coordinated a little bit better, Bradley, but can, can He still feel the nails every time... I don't know the song. Every time I fail, every time I sin, every, 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 time, I, every time I revolt, can, can He still feel those nails? Every parent knows what that feels like. I need to understand that my God feels the same thing whenever I turn or whenever I rebel against Him. He continues to say, Alas, a sinful nation, people weighed down with iniquity. This is his own children he's talking about. Offspring of evildoers, sons who act corruptly. They have abandoned the Lord. They have despised the Holy One of Israel. They have turned away from Him. Those are God's kids. Those are God's kids. I, I don't want my father to say those things about me. I don't want my father, and I especially don't want my heavenly father, to have to make those statements about me. God gave us children, maybe so we could understand the pain of disobedience. It could be that God gave us children to understand sacrificial love. Sacrificial love. I mean, it starts out when you have, when you have a small one that comes into your home, and what happens? Knowing what happens to your life. It becomes about that baby, right? I mean, it has to. Because if you don't, if you don't take care of them, if you don't, if you don't tend to them, it can be devastating. That's where our world turns. But as they grow, we, we begin to see the, these, these children that we would do unreasonable things for. Things that we ought not have to do. I asked my daughter last night, I said, do you, do you realize I would do anything for you? Do you, and I don't think she understood that. She probably, she probably won't understand that for a long time. But she'll understand it one day. Won't she? When she has children of her own. Do you understand the links that I would go to to help you, to protect you? I don't know that there are many people in this world I've ever felt that way about. Maybe God gave us children so we could understand that. Why did He do it? Why did He do it? I mean, here we are living our lives in the face of our Creator. Right? Paul says in Romans 1, we really don't have any excuses. The evidence is all around us. Typically, we know what's right and we choose to do wrong. Why would He die for us? Why wouldn't He just say, forget about them? I'm going to go over here to these folks. I'm going to wipe them out. I'm going to start... Why, why, why didn't He do that? Well, a parent knows. A parent knows the answer to that. When you see a parent who's struggling with a, with, with a rebellious child, and, and, and as an outsider, you might look at it and say, well, well why, why, why don't you just forget about them? I can't do that. I won't do that. John 15 and verse 13. 
The Bible says, Jesus says, greater love has no one than this, that one lay down his life for his friends. Now Wes didn't say that. Jesus said that. The one who was about to lay down his life for his friends. They didn't even know it. They didn't understand it. They didn't get it. Right? But they would. Very soon they were going to understand what He meant. I love you. I love you in a way that I... I don't know that I have the words to express. And Adam was giving me a hard time about saying that I love my wife and saying, you know, you have to have more than just words in there, Wes. And then I get that. Right, husbands? Right, Daniel? You've had that discussion before. I see from a laugh on your face. Okay? It's more than just words. But words are insufficient. Right? That's why it has to be more than just words. Jesus says, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you how I feel about you. God gave us children to understand His care and His concern. This world can be a pretty lonely place. This world can be a place where we don't know what tomorrow holds. It seems like there are lots of things that can turn against us, that can go against us. And we should always know that God is there and that what God wants is for our good. That doesn't mean that God always wants what we want. But what God wants is for our good. That doesn't mean we'll always understand what God is doing. But what God wants is for our good in the same way that we have a relationship with our children. What do you want for your children? What do you want? You want the good things for them. Jesus, Jesus said there in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 11, if you being evil... That's me, right? I mean, compared to Jesus, compared to God, I'm evil. I've got lots of faults. My family probably see those more than anybody. If I being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, well, how much more shall your Father who is in heaven give what is good to those who ask Him? Think about that. Think about how you feel about your children and understand that that doesn't even begin to represent how God feels about you. That's pretty impressive, isn't it? Because I've talked to some of you about your children. I've talked to a lot of you about your children. You love your children. You discipline your children. You care for your children. You want, you want, you want your children to walk in the paths of righteousness. You sacrifice for your children. You want more than anything else what is good for your children. And you, if there was something that you saw you could do to bring that about, you would do it. To know that we have a God, in spite of whatever life situation we might face, it feels the exact same way about us, but so much more. There is great, great comfort in that thought. Moses said in Deuteronomy chapter 6, So as the Lord commanded us to observe all these statutes, to fear the Lord our God for our good always and for our survival as it is today. Why do you... Why do you say what you say? Why do you do what you do? Why does God say what He says? If we could only as a church, as a world, understand, He does it for our good. God doesn't try to get in the way of our good time. 
God is not God. God is not just you know this big, this big cosmic downer. He's trying to help us. So when He calls us to holiness, He does it because holiness is a way that leads to life, and sin is a way that leads to death. He says, "I want you to know that about me. I want you to know that what I want is for your good." Why did God give us children? God could have, when He created the world, created it in any way that He chose. Right? I mean, He created it. He made it. God could have made the world where children or our offspring come in eggs and they hatch as fully developed adults, fully self-sufficient adults. And that sounds strange to us, but... But that's not strange at all if God is starting from scratch. He could have made it any way that He wanted. But for some reason, He gave us children. He gave us these little screaming uh, balls of energy that, 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 that bring such havoc and joy at the very same time to our lives. How did God do that? I don't always know the answer to that. But I do know that in our children we can learn some things. We can learn that our Heavenly Father wants us to do what is right. We can learn that He's extremely pained when we don't do what is right. We can learn that that Heavenly Father has given everything to make things right. And our Heavenly Father wants what is best for you and for me. If we will, if we will allow. So if you're here this evening, if you're here this afternoon, and you're not right with your Father... Pretty profound statement, isn't it? Are you right with your Father? Are you on speaking terms with your Father? I'm not talking about your earthly Father. I'm talking about your heavenly Father. Just know that He's waiting. He's waiting to hear from you. He's waiting for you. He's waiting for me to respond. Why don't you do that as we stand and as we sing?